0: In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, I wish you all a very blessed and happy Feast of the Cross. And the Church chose for us passage from the Gospel of St. John, chapter 10. And maybe we ask what is the relation be- between this passage? and the Feast of the Cross. The Jews actually surrounded the Lord Jesus Christ and asked Him this question, why do you keep us in doubt? Why do you keep us in doubt? If you are Christ, tell us plainly. The church took this passage because the cross was offense to the Jews was ignorance to the Greeks. The Jews were waiting for a king, earthly king who restored to them the kingdom of David. Then when they saw Jesus dying on the cross they were offended. As you heard in the Pauline letter of today, for the Jews request a sign, and Greeks seek for after wisdom. But we preach Christ crucified to the Jews a stumbling block. Those who waited for a sign, and Jesus will restore the kingdom of David and turn over the Roman Empire when they saw him crucified. All their hope in Him was gone. That's why the crucified Jesus is a stumbling block to the Jews. And to the Greek, they were seeking after wisdom. Greek is the city of philosophy from where Aristotle and Plato and many other great philosophers came. So they could not comprehend and believe that God became man and then he died on the cross and he was buried. For them that is foolishness. That's why the Greek, when they saw the cross, it was foolishness for them. But to those who are called, to the believers, Christ is the power of God and the wisdom of God. We see in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, He is the sign. The asked for a sign. He is the sign that He came from heaven in order to save us. That's why He died on the cross. We see this power. He bound Satan, destroyed the doors and the gates of Hades took all the captives in Hades and transferred them to paradise of joy he is the power of god and he is the wisdom of god satan could not expect at all that god became man becomes man and dies on the cross so god in this mysterious way he was able to capture Satan, and to defeat him on the cross. So, until now, people are doubting whether Jesus is God or not. Until now. So, the church actually chose this part because the Jews asked it, why do you keep us in doubt? If you are the Christ, tell us Plainly, tell us plainly. So, the question here whether the Jews back then or the people today who are denying the divinity of Christ, do they have the right to accuse God, to accuse the Lord Jesus Christ that He is keeping them in doubt? they told him why do you keep us in doubt actually in the gospel of today God proved to them that he did not keep them in doubt immediately he answered them and told them i told you and you do not believe so he did not keep in doubt he told them but they did not believe and what is the evidence that he told them that they took a stone to, bless, to, 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 to stone him. So the Lord asked him a question. For which many good works I have shown you from my father? For which of those works do you stone me? The Jews answered him saying, For a good work we do not stone you, but for blasphemy. Because you, being a man, make yourself God. So, that's very clear. And when the Lord told them plainly that he is the Messiah, and Messiah is God who became man, they told him, you are blaspheming. And they took stone to stone him. Actually, God told them several times. The Lord himself said to them that I and the Father are one. When the blind man in chapter 9, verse chapter 10, asked him, uh, who are you? He told him, I am the Son of God. And the son of a blind man worshipped him. And when the blind man said this, the priest and high priest they wanted actually actually they kicked him outside the synagogue and outside the temple so the Lord several times spoke about himself that he is God number two as the Lord here said today if you don't believe me believe the works that you may know and believe that the father is in me and I in him the lord performed many signs and many wonders many miracles no man can perform it unless if he is god he raised the dead he cast out demons he calmed the storm he healed many many sick people people actually just wanted to touch the garment of his hymn to be healed. So all these works were done in front of them, but they denied. Number three, we have the witness of the Father himself, God the Father. When the Lord Jesus Christ was baptized, they heard a voice from heaven This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Then in transfiguration, the three disciples heard the same word. This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Hear him. And one time, the Lord was many, many people, multitude of people. And Jesus prayed to the Father and said, Father, glorify me. Then all of them, they heard like a thunder, a voice from heaven, saying, I have glorified and I will glorify. And the Lord said, this voice is not for me, but for you that you may believe. So we have the words of the Lord Jesus Christ, have the works of the Lord Jesus Christ, also have the testimony of the Father. Also we have the testimony of John the Baptist. John the Baptist was a great prophet, well respected among all the Jews. And he told them, this who sent to me to baptize, told me, upon whom you will see the... Holy Spirit descending like the dove this is he who will baptize with fire and spirit then John the Baptist said, said and I have seen and testified that this in truth the Son of God and when he was walking with his disciples and so Jesus said behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the whole world. Also, they had the testimony of the prophets. Do you remember when the wise men came and were seeking uh, where Jesus is and went to Herod? Herod gathered all the religious leaders And they told him, according to the prophecies, the Messiah is born, will be born in uh, Bethlehem. So actually, they know the prophecies and they know many, many things about the Messiah. They knew that he was born in Jerusalem. In Isaiah 53, description about the crucifixion of our Lord Jesus Christ. In Psalm 22, another detailed description about the crucifixion of our Lord Jesus Christ. Many prophecies about his ministry. Many prophecies about his resurrection. Many, many prophecies. So they have the testimony of the prophets. But they refuse to believe. So, when they falsely accused the Lord Jesus Christ why do you keep us in doubt the fact the Lord did not keep them in doubt but they refused to believe they refused to believe and the Lord said to to them because you are not of my sheep my sheep hear my voice My sheep, they are in the hand of the Father, and they will be given eternal life, and they shall never perish. Neither shall anyone snatch them out of my hand. My Father who has given them to me is greater than all, and no one is able to snatch them out of my Father's hand. So he said, first, no one can snatch them off my hand. Then he said, no one can snatch them out of my father's hand. How come? Is it your hand or your father's hand? Then he said, I am my father one. So, if we are in the hands of the son, we are also in the hands of the father. Many people who question until today the divinity of Christ because they choose not to be of his sheep. The evidence of the divinity of Christ is very clear throughout all these ages. is very, very clear. But some people, they refuse to believe. At the same time, we fall in the same sin that the Jews did today when we falsely accuse God many times we falsely accuse God of things that he didn't do for example most of us when we go through difficult time or through hardship the first word that comes to our mouth. Why God? As if this came from God. Although God told us clearly, in the world you will have many tribulations, you will weep and lament, and the world will rejoice. The Lord did not promise us that if we believe in Him, we will have life that has no hardships, No tribulations. No, he did not say this. Rather, he said, if they did all of this to me, how much more it will be done to you, human being. If they did to the Creator all these things, and if he suffered all these hardships, how much we should suffer. But this is part of the fact The other half, which is important to know. He told us, in the world you have many tribulations, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. So, he overcame the world for our sakes. So when we are in him, in him we will be victorious. In him we will overcome the world. So why are you worried? Why are you troubled? He told us, you will weep and lament and the world will rejoice. But I will see you again and you will rejoice. And your joy no one will be able to take from you. Just be patient and wait to the Lord. But unfortunately, we accuse God just when we go through a difficult times and many times actually we say why God is keeping us in doubt I ask it his will but why he is keeping me in doubt I want him to tell me plainly exactly like the Jews many many times the will of God is clear for me clear but I don't want to hear it I don't want to accept it I am waiting for a different answer. So I keep praying and praying and praying, hoping that God will give me a different answer. And that's why I say, why do you keep me in doubt? Tell me plainly. But in fact, he told us plainly. Let me give you an example. Illness. When somebody actually gets ill, so he wants to hear from God, you will be healed, you will be cured completely. All of us want to hear this. But maybe God has a different plan for me. Maybe He does want me to be healed. So I I go to physician and take medication, but I am not cured. I get upset and angry and say, why you keep me in doubt? Tell me clearly, what do you want? He wants me. This happened with St. Paul. But St. Paul didn't react in the way that I'm describing right now. St. Paul had a thorn in the flesh. And he prayed How many times? Three times. Asking God to heal him and cure him. But God told him, no. I will not cure you why i want you to be weak so when you we are weak physically you will rely on me not on yourself because my power is made perfect in weakness meaning you will rely on my power perfectly when you are you, you feel weak but if you don't feel weak you go you are going to rely on my power partially So my power will not be perfect in you. said Paul, when God told him, I will not cure you, you will continue to be sick. He responded and said, I rejoice in my infirmity, that the grace of God might come upon me. For when I am sick, when I am weak, I am strong. So when we say, why do you keep us in doubt? many times the word of God is clear. God doesn't want me to give me this job that I am dying for. God doesn't want me to go into this college that I want to join, etc. But I am angry, I'm upset. I want to hear another uh, well, another answer. But if we say to Saint Paul, I will accept your will for me. Your will be done in my life. I am accepting your will. I rejoice in my infirmities that the grace of God may come upon me because when I am weak, I am strong. Another false accusation to God. So, number one false accusation when we blame the hardships and troubles on Him. Number two, when we accuse him that he is keeping us in doubt, but the reality he is not keeping me in doubt, but I don't like his will, I want him to give me another answer. Like the Jews, they want to hear from him, I am earthly king, I will restore the kingdom of David. Another false accusation we do to God, when we have a wrong perception about him. For example, some of us would say, God does not love me. I am not his favorite. God is angry with me. God does not bless me. All these are false accusations. Or when actually I am doing something wrong, it's clearly wrong again in the teaching of the scripture, but I say, I know God is with me. I know God is blessing what I am doing. Although it's clearly wrong. Here actually I am deceiving myself. And I have a wrong perception about God. And this is also considered a false accusation. How can I accuse God of approving sinful action? How can I accuse God of not loving me? And God is love. How can I accuse God that He is not blessing me? Although every gift, every good gift and every perfect talent is coming from the Father of Light, as St. James said. So we need to be careful when we speak about God. Lest we are falsely accusing him as the Jews said to him today, how long do you keep us in doubt? If you are Christ, tell us plainly, he told them but they don't believe. Today we are celebrating the feast of the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ who crucified himself in order to save us. Let us think how we should die with Him to the world, how to say it is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me, how to crucify the passions, the lusts, the desires of the flesh, in order to live only for Christ. May the blessing of the Holy Cross be with all of us. Glory be to God forever and ever. Amen.